And he said, Jumran, remember, you made the first covenant in the killing field, that you will serve me all the days of your life. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Well, again, we're continuing our visit with Pastor Shamron Paul as he's been telling his harrowing story about his life and survival through the killing fields in Cambodia during the mid-1970s. Shamron tells of his escape to freedom in Thailand and then on to the United States and how he had made a vow to God when he had almost lost his life and was in the depths of terror. Did other people see this happening yes. with you and see Jesus save you? And yes. did it affect their faith? Yes. And I don't know people believe or Jesus or not on that time, but they saw what happened. You know, you mentioned when you were going through all that suffering, you had that prayer. Sometimes they call it the foxhole prayer. Yes. Lord, if you save me, I will serve you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. And then the war is over and they go their way. But you didn't. You uh, held true to that prayer, that, Lord, if you would save me, I will serve you. And you are still serving the Lord to this day. How did that all come about of how you uh, continued through your faith to uh, be able to go to Thailand and then on to the United States and continue ministry? Right, because when I entered the refugee camp, and then I realized that, you know, it's the time that God prepared me, came to the refugee camp in Thailand. There was a hundred buses along the border of Thailand and Cambodia ready to pick up the refugee. So my family and I, on November the 22nd, so I sent my family ahead of time to go before me to the refugee camp, and then I went to the second day on November 23rd. 1979, I entered refugee camp, Kawidang, the largest camp in Thailand. So I stayed there, and then uh, um, what happened is how God used it. God used my wife. In that time, she's not my wife yet. My wife and, and, and her sibling, and tried to bring me to Jesus. Because, you know, I, I met a covenant with Jesus in the camp, but because I never met any Christian, never met uh-huh. any church, Christian church of worship or uh, encourage me, so kind of busy to survive day by day because we starved to death. Yes. So until I went to the refugee camp, and then they, they don't know how to present the gospel to me too, but they just say, Uncle, let's go to listen to the pastor, campus pastor, preach and teach the word, that's all. So, but I still not go with them. So one day, while on the hammock, I swing back and forth, and then they, uh, they begin to sing a song at Calvary, the beautiful hymn. Yes, though I spent in vanity and pride and, and caring not my Lord who crucified and died for me at Calvary. So that it was struck me like a hammer struck and the nail was sparking out and then I was on my knees and gave my heart to Jesus. Oh, praise God. And I, I never be the same again. And I'm a new person, a new desire. And they don't have to convince me to go to Bible study. I, I, I follow Jesus since then. And then it, that's a miracle happened in that time. And then God gave me a new desire to follow him. I began to, to deepen myself with Jesus and the word of God, read the Bible and study and, and so. And then God called me. So the mother of those children, including my wife, they saw me study the word and she wanted me to teach her children the word of God. So 
I realized that my future mother-in-law became my pioneer in ministry. God used her to bring me into the ministry without knowing that. Mm-hmm. And then after 10 months, they gone, and then God called me to serve as a youth leader, as a worship leader, and a Bible teacher since then. And uh, there was a secret that, that as Brother Rich asked me, what kept me going with Jesus? Once you re- recall yourself what God has done in the past, that is why in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms as well, and, and remind that remember the old day. Yes. Remember I brought you out of Egypt so that the grace of God and the greatness of God that, that, that I can't just deny, I can't just love him. So that kept me going through tough times. Even though right now I don't have killing fear in America, but I have another challenge. I have a brain disability daughter, oh. 23 years. And she, she, she 100% depend on us. She couldn't tell what's going on in her life. So that I, I, I still experiencing enduring and hardship. Yes. But with the hope, with the love, with the encouragement of Jesus, just keep me going through. And then when I was in refugee camp and I served, and then, and then I, I, um, I heard about sponsorship to America. Pray, Lord Jesus, if you want my family to go to America, so let it happen. It happened, and God opened up door. And I came to Boston, March 9, 1982. And so God called me to be a preacher in 1991 as a pastor shepherding the flock. Mm-hmm. I never intend to be a pastor. I just pray only three things, ask God. When I gave my heart to Jesus, I dedicate my life. I, I pray for wisdom so that I can have wisdom to live for Jesus. And then uh, also courage, boldness, to stand, to speak, don't be afraid of anything, anyone. And then also the gift of remembrance, so I can remember his word and teach and pray. And God did gifted me those three things. I'm grateful for that. Shamron's prayer for wisdom, courage, and the gift of remembrance are wonderful attributes to have God bestow on him, particularly as he was getting ready to enter the ministry. Yes, and we'll be right back with our talk with Pastor Shamron in just a moment, so stay tuned. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word, and Bobby is spelled with an I, dot com. Again, that's Connections with Rich and Bobby dot com. You'll find all of our podcasts there, as well as all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or listen to our program on Pandora. Now let's return to our visit with Pastor Shamron Paul and hear what it was like when he finally arrived in America. So I came to America, and I don't know where the church is. I just walked around, and then God led me to a local church, and then I served there for a few months, and then God called me to serve in Danbury, Connecticut for eight years, and then to Bridgeport, Connecticut for another four or five years. And then August 1997, August 25th, 1997, God called me to Oakland, California. I served with the local church among Cambodian Baptists 
for seven years, and then God led me to First Covenant Church on October, Monday, October 18, 2004 at 9 p.m. The moment I entered this driveway, it named First Covenant Church. What did the Lord try to tell me? And he said, Jumran, remember? You made the first covenant in the killing field. Mm. That you will serve me all the days of your life. Wow. It's a good reminder. So I'm here now. We start here January 2005. Now it's over 18 years now by the grace of God. Wow. Now at some point you also got a dream for Cambodia. Yes, right. So and then and then when I serve in Denver, Connecticut, and then we've been praying for over 10 years with the Christian refugee camp, long time ago. So on February 1991, and uh, I became a U.S. citizen. Mm. I made a U.S. passport. So summer 1991, we made the first mission trip to Cambodia. And, and then a lot of people in, in Connecticut, they gave me a war, uh, letters to give to the relative. And through that letter, before I give a letter, I give Jesus to them. And 35 people gave their life to Jesus oh. on the first mission trip. Praise God. And then on that mission, first mission trip, I had a dream that one day, Lord, I want to do ministry uh, uh, preaching through radio. So it, it haven't anything happened yet. So during pandemic, July 1st, 2020, I met an uh, old friend who worked at a radio station in Cambodia. I asked, I was so joyful, I said, ask, ask your boss. This is a secular station. If he let us do Christian ministry in that station, we pray. And then he told me, oh, uh, my boss uh, want you to do that too. And they gave us two hours. Wow. And later on, four hours. They just gave it to you? Yes, they say pay small fee. You can't find it's it. It's amazing. A hundred dollar a month. Wow. Yeah. Every day preach the gospel radio. Even the listener, they wonder how in the world secular a secular uh, uh, station have Christians broadcast for hours. Right. And now it's gonna be a television. Wow. Oh. So the Lord is still opening doors yes. for you. Yes, he keep doing that and then People gave their life to Jesus through the name of Jesus, everyday daily program. When you went back to Cambodia, did you retrace those footsteps of uh, areas where you had been tortured yes. and beaten yes. and, and the Lord had rescued you and now you had a new life in him? Uh, how was that for you to uh, go back to Cambodia? Yes, from... Um 1979, and then until 1991, going by the first mission trip to Cambodia, kind of a little shock, because everything was changed. Yes. You couldn't recognize most of the place. And then um, the, the joyful thing is to see people hunger and thirst for Jesus, for the Word of God. They're more open than before. Mm. And did you find that the Lord was giving you a boldness? Yes. He did, he did, and then we traveled throughout the whole country, so safe and sound, the Lord always with us, and then God even gave me opportunity to meet my former Camaro leaders, 
Wow. Really? And I, and I went to visit him, and I tracked him down for 30 years. I couldn't find him. But summer 2006, a very special trip. So I found him. So only Do three. you think he recognized you? Yeah, uh, later on he recognized me. And I just tell him about Jesus. Do you, do you want to have this Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He died, forgive all your sin. He saved your soul. And he honestly, you know, humbly, and he put his hand on my lap. He said, Jumran, thank you for your kindness. I give you all kinds of gifts to him. And I can't believe you, Jesus, but I appreciate that. You know, I am a devout Buddhist. I say, it's okay. It's okay, brother. Jesus still loves you, but at least I can have time to tell you about my Jesus, able to forgive your sin and save your soul if you give your heart to Jesus. He didn't give his life to Jesus, but he heard the good news of Jesus, love and forgive him and die for his sin. My, what bravery and forgiveness and love for his former enemy that Shamron demonstrated, going beyond all the pain and suffering he endured and showing compassion for this person's soul and to share the gospel with him. Yes, just amazing. And a wonderful reminder to love even our enemies with God's help. Next time, in our concluding visit with Pastor Shamran, he talks about how the Lord is helping him to fulfill that promise to him with an exciting new ministry, not only here, but also in his homeland. So be sure to join us again then. Also, if you'd like to read his story in detail, it's told in the book, Escaping the Tiger's Claws, as told by author Susan Bailey Burke, and it's available wherever books are sold. That's the book, Escaping the Tiger's Claws. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast. It's free on this platform or any of the others, like iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Also, if you've missed a program, or would like to hear the current one once again, or invite others to listen, just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, that's all one word and Bobby is spelt with an I, dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby, dot com. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. 